Hey everybody, thanks for stopping by. I'm your host, Michael Shahan, and the next episode of Shahanisms is about to begin. All right, everybody, thanks for joining me on the maiden voyage of Shahanisms, things you never thought you would ever think about. Uh, maybe maiden voyage is not a good way to start out. I think the Titanic was on its maiden voyage. That didn't end very well. Wasn't it? Wasn't it on its maiden voyage? I think it was going from England to New York. Yeah. And it sank. So let's just say welcome to the first episode of Shahanisms and leave it at that. Wow, episode one's off to a rough start already. So what can you expect here at Shahanisms? We're going to have a little something for everyone. It's stuff. It's my stuff. My stories. My opinions and outlooks that have touched my life in some way, shape, or form that I want to share because some of them might have as much meaning to you as they do to me. I don't know. So you're probably wondering, what are Shahanisms? Anyway, well, it's pretty simple. Shahanisms are my random, sometimes fiery and unfiltered thoughts from my sometimes interesting and eclectic life. That's it. Things I think about. Serious things. Serious things that sometimes are just seriously humorous. It's the kind of thoughts, perspectives, or notions about life that if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Some of my perspectives might have a sharp tone from time to time, but I'm not here to make you think the way I do or change your minds in any way or argue about right or wrong. That's not what we're about. There's other outlets and podcasts that do all that stuff. You don't need to come here for that. Shahanisms are about human behavior, behavioral science, why people do what they do when they do it. That sounds like a line from a song. Why people do what they do when they do it. It's entertainment and some insight, that's all. It's stuff that leaves my brain and goes into yours. And if I can take my listeners away from the craziness we live in from day to day, make you smile, make you laugh, or make you scratch your head and think about what just came out of my mouth, then I've succeeded. We aren't going to talk about politics too much, at least not in the true sense of the word. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care who won or lost or what political party you belong to. That leads to a long run on a hamster wheel that never ends. I could care less, and I'm sure you could care even less about what I think about what you think. We might talk about politicians, though, and some of the off-the-wall things that they say or do and how it affects all of us, regardless of your personal politics. COVID? The pandemic? Nope. You won't get much of that here either. If you want to be depressed and see how many new cases of COVID there are or how many people have died, Google it. It's all right there, but you're not going to hear it here. We'll definitely talk about why some people wear their masks around their neck or their forehead and think it's a good idea, though. Some might think conversations about masks are political. After all, through the advent of social media, anybody can make anything they want political, whether it is or not. But that's not my intention. I don't think it's political at all. I think it's about human behaviors, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how we ended up in a toilet paper crisis and a pandemic that attacks the respiratory system. I think that's worth talking about. Oh yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that. There's a target-rich environment out there because we're all human, and some of it I can't let pass without weighing in on it. I just can't. Like the famously hilarious comedian Ron White once said about being thrown out of a bar and was confronted by the police in New York City. 
I had the right to remain silent, but I did not have the ability. Sometimes I don't have the ability to remain silent either. But that's not going to make up the bulk of the episodes. I'll just drop those little nuggets in from time to time. Like I said, I'm fascinated by human behavior, why people do what they do in certain situations. I started studying things like that, that was a long time ago. I was a firefighter for many years, and I studied why arsonists do what they do, what makes them do what they do, and ultimately, how they get themselves caught. I was in law enforcement for a while, I did some executive protection, and after that, behavioral science became even more fascinating and important to me. So, we're going to talk about some of that here at Shehanisms. You hear what you want, you think what you want, and to use the information the way you want, it's all yours to keep after you listen to it. Good luck with that. I happen to think some people act like they do because they're just plain idiots. But that viewpoint isn't going to solve the mental health crisis in America in just a few episodes. I'm not an expert by any stretch. But I do have some thoughts about it. I'm not a psychiatrist or a therapist. There are people much more qualified than me to handle the clinical end of crazy. Sometimes I'll pass along tidbits of totally superfluous facts that may or may not be of any value. But you never know, so don't judge too quickly. Like, for instance, blue whales have testicles the size of Volkswagen Beetles. You don't think you need to know that? Well, the next time you do something crazy and somebody sarcastically tells you it took big balls to do what you did, look at them with a straight face and say, nope, I don't have big balls, but the blue whale does. It can be a conversation starter or a conversation ender. You need to know these things for emergency interpersonal communications. Like if you're on shaky ground in a social situation. It's like walking into a party carrying a baked potato wrapped in foil. Parties are dangerous. Sometimes you meet people you like. Sometimes you meet people you want to get away from. Me, for the most part, I don't like people. And I need options. So if you have a potato wrapped in foil and you want to strike up a conversation, you just walk up to somebody and say, check out this lion's egg. Amazing, huh? You got a conversation starter right there. Now they might think you're crazy, but they'll want to hear more. Or if you're at a party and you see somebody heading towards you and you don't want to talk, just juggle the potato in your hand like it's hot and move away quickly. Ooh, hot, hot, and keep moving. Perfect escape plan when you don't want to be around other people. My favorite, if you're cornered, like you're cornered by the guy selling life insurance or bragging about their investments and you just want to end it quickly, just wait until they shut up long enough to take a breath, hold a potato out in front of you, and say, can you believe I had a cyst that large in my colon? Feel how heavy that thing is. That'll end the conversation right there. Guaranteed. You'll be free. So you might think some of the things I talk about here aren't of any value, but you never know. You might thank me later. You're welcome. Always carry a potato wrapped in foil to a party. Always. Some Cheyennisms occur just because the filter between my brain and my mouth is clogged. Things overflow, and then they become Cheyennisms. They aren't always hilariously funny or profound in any way. Sometimes they just happen. Sometimes I don't even know how I know some of the things I say. I just do. Sometimes it's unfiltered. Let me give you an example about knowing something I know, but not knowing why I know it. Sorry, I'll give you a minute there. So one time, the family was gathered at my daughter's house. I don't even remember what the occasion was, or I don't even know if there was an occasion, but we were all together at her house. Her husband, Adam, 
whose name I won't mention here in this internationally syndicated podcast for privacy reasons, he just got a tattoo like the day before. It was a tattoo of a koi, the fish, koi. It was beautiful, intricate detail, vibrant colors, very well done. The tattoo, it, it was a sleeve. Now, for those of you who don't know tattoo lingo, a sleeve is a tattoo on one arm or the other, sometimes both, that goes from shoulder, mid-bicep to the wrist. It's big. The koi was big. So I told him how nice it looked. Everybody loved it. We all sat down for dinner. And about halfway through dinner, I looked at Adam and said, you know, that's a carp, right? You could feel the air being sucked out of the room. Adam looked at me and said, it's a koi. No, it's a carp. So everybody went for their phones and hit up Google. I could hear computers whirring in the background. Communication satellites were linking up in outer space. I could feel Google re-indexing their search engines while I was going for my second helping of potatoes. Unchallenged. The whole bowl was now mine. Now, for those of you who are not fish people, a carp while edible, is not a desirable fish. It's a bottom feeder, a garbage fish, if you will. It's not a desirable fish to eat, because unless you prepare it and cook it carefully, it smells and tastes fishy. Now, you might be thinking, well, all fish smells fishy. You've never smelled a carp. It's not like a cod or a rockfish or a perch. It's fishy. If you're from the Midwest and you've ever gone fishing, you probably caught them. Had your dad or your grandfather tell you to throw them back after you reel them in? They're nasty fish. So the phone started to go back down on the table one by one. I had just finished drowning my potatoes in thick, rich gravy. Sitting to my left, my wife gave me this side glance. You know the glance. That, why in the hell did you have to say that glance? Adam had a strange look on his face. He looked like a man who had just paid a lot of money to have a carp tattooed on his whole arm. You see, I knew that a koi is a member of the carp family. Koi is Japanese for carp. Don't ask me how I knew that, but I did. So I explained to Adam, it's a koi. Just don't tell anybody about the carp family koi and you'll be fine. And I'll tell you what, that second helping of potatoes sure hit the spot. I don't think he held it against me. He knew I was just having some fun. And he admitted later he was more amazed than I knew that koi was Japanese for carp. I took full credit for that, but like I said, I have no idea why I knew that. And come to think of it, I don't, I don't think he ever did get another tattoo, though. The point here is nobody was surprised or amazed that I did that, especially my daughter. She grew up in the household. She vividly remembered one time when we were traveling down the road, she asked me, why the cows standing on the side of this big hill were standing up straight. Without missing a beat, I told her it was because their legs on one side are shorter, so they stood up straight. She believed me. She shouldn't have, but she did. Now it was before everybody had a cell phone, and Google wasn't even a thing yet. It took her a while to figure it out, like a long while, but it eventually became a Shehanism, because at some point when she grew up, she realized it was kind of humorous, and it's just one of those things that her dad said from time to time. Smartphones and Google ruined everything, especially when you're raising kids. 
fact-checking became way too easy, and I hate that. Shehanisms actually came to life many, many years ago in the family. My family and friends, they kind of coined the term because of things that I said. They would say things like, oh, that right there is a Shehanism. After I made a comment like, I don't know, that dog won't hunt, or that's like pushing a turd uphill with a stick. I would make innocuous comments or analogies in the course of going about my day. Other people thought it was strange or funny, it just depended on the situation. The quips, the perspectives, and the stories, they all became Shehanisms to my friends and family. When the kids would ask if something would work, or if they could do something, but they knew the answer would be a solid no, I would say, that dog won't hunt, meaning, that's not going to happen. It perplexed them, because I didn't say yes, but I didn't say no either. That worked until they figured out what I was talking about. Or if one of the kids or one of my friend's kids did something that seemed like it wasted a lot of effort, I would say, I would say, that's like trying to push a turd up a hill with a stick. Now, if that doesn't make sense to you, visualize actually trying to do that, pushing a turd up a hill using only a stick. That won't work. See? It's a shanghanism. Now you're getting the hang of it. Shanghanism kind of became a language all of its own around the house. Made up words, phrases, things like that. It was kind of fun for me. It may not have been now that much fun for others, but they adjusted. Every time I would say something and somebody would look puzzled, someone else would say, oh, it's a Shanghanism. Matter of fact, Shanghanisms became so popular in our house, some of my family wanted me to write a book about Shanghanisms. I never did. I'm writing a book now, but it's not about Shehanisms. You know why people want you to write a book about stuff? Because they aren't the ones having to write the damn book. It's not easy. That's why if you ever write a book, never tell anybody till it's done. Ever. If you tell everybody, other than family and some very close friends, they'll ask you how the book is coming every two weeks and then talk behind your back about how you'll never finish the book. Now, if you wonder why I'm even mentioning writing a book on a podcast that anybody can listen to. I know the four people listening right now already know I'm writing a book. I'm safe, at least for now. We'll also talk about some serious things that might save your life someday or keep you safe. Now, this is serious. Everybody knows what they would do if a fire broke out in their home or someplace they were visiting, like staying in a hotel, something like that. Because it's pretty darn easy to know what you'd do in a fire if you've never been in a fire before. Let me assure you, Whatever you think you would do is not what you will do. But I'll tell you how to train your brain to do what you need to do to possibly survive. Same with an active shooter. What would you do in a restaurant if someone came in and started shooting or pointing a gun? No, and pushing someone else in front of the gunman is not the best choice. And there's a high probability you're not going to tackle the gunman like they do on TV. So whatever you think you would do right now is probably not what you would do or what you would need to do if you were looking at the business end of a gun. Again, I'll help you train your brain to survive. So there's going to be a little bit of humor, a few rants and raves, some random thoughts, some words maybe you didn't even know existed, because they probably don't. And some ideas, some very useful information from time to time that will come out that I'll share with you. But hopefully, it'll all be entertaining. One of the other things I want to cover is this podcast is an independent media production, which means, according to a YouTube lawyer named Dick, 
It means I own and control the content of the podcast. I can talk about anything I want within reason. I don't have sponsors or advertisers to answer to. I fund the production of the podcast with my own money and through donations, which means if I talk about a product or a service in one of the episodes, it's because I like the product or service and I use it myself. I don't get compensated for any product or service I talk about in any way. Now, that's important because sometimes people hawk products and services they don't believe in because they get paid to do it. It happens all the time. Actors, celebrities, movie stars, they do it all the time. That's not going to happen here. That's not to say if somebody paid me a million dollars to promote men's soft, supple lip gloss, I wouldn't do it. I'm not crazy. But I would have to like it, and it would have to work. Nobody's going to pay me to do that anyway. That's just an example that I use, but nothing wrong with a few fantasies now and then. So I hope that explains a little bit about what you can expect at Shahanisms. A little bit of everything with a common theme of how in the hell did that happen? So please do me a favor and click the follow button wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and pass Shahanisms along to your friends. That's how we grow, through loyal listeners like each one of you. And believe me, I do appreciate the support from each and every one of you, and I say that sincerely. Putting this thing together is work. It's work that I enjoy, and seeing it grow is the fuel that keeps me going. So you ready? Strap yourselves in, and let's get going. Introductions are over. Let's get down to business. On the next episode of Shayanisms, we're going to talk about toilet paper. And no, it's not about which brand you won't poke your finger through. So thanks for spending a little time with me today. I'll see you all next week. Well, that's it for today's episode, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Shahan, and you've been listening to Shahanisms. If you liked today's episode, pass it along to a friend. If you didn't, just send it to somebody you hate. Either way, thanks for listening. Y'all have a good rest of the week. I'll see you next time.